Welcome to episode number 50 of the Active Geek podcast entitled Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So on November 18th, the next installment of The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is hitting theaters. And that chapter is called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Now this story doesn't focus on Harry Potter. It focuses on a new character. New to some people, if you read the books, and you might know a little bit about him, but his name is Newt Scamander. Now, I will correct myself now because at one point I called him Salamander. Not right at all. Um, I corrected myself without even knowing it. But this episode focuses on our thoughts on the movie that's coming out. Is it a prequel? Is it a spinoff? Is it going to do well? Is it going to flop? And then some of the characters that are in it, like like a Colin Farrell and Ezra Miller and, and the star Eddie Redmayne who plays Newt Scamander. And we also focus on the beasts and you get to hear my thoughts on what some of the beasts look like. Um, it's pretty strange, but it's what I thought they looked like. And then you also get to hear a little bit about magic in America because this is the first time in J.K. Rong's um, Wizarding World that magic has hit America. Let's get this episode underway. This is episode number 50 of the Active Geek podcast entitled Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Before we even get into this episode, this is kind of a a special episode. This is number 50. Number 50. Halfway to 100. Halfway to 100. And that means that we're actually two episodes away from having one episode every week for a full year. Now, we did our yearly anniversary episode geez, like maybe a month ago, mm-hmm. and that was like episode 43. So obviously I've done some some poor planning on postings, but <laughs> to the ones that we sent to the graveyard and to the ones that um, were a little time sensitive and we pushed, put together, this is episode 50. So we are almost to 100. Never thought we'd get to 50. We have one more year until we get to 100, I think. <laughs> I, uh, so... I don't know, maybe we'll do like some special episodes and just speed up the process. One a day and we'll just post it to, we have 50 days to 100. I don't know. But this episode is um, right on track with what we've been talking about since day one. And we're going to talk about the this, uh, this case that has happened in America where a wizard has come to America carrying a case, suitcase full of magical beasts and creatures. And he opened them. And they're lost throughout New York City. First time magic has been reported in New York, Chuck. It's pretty damn cool. And for the folks at home that aren't playing along, we're going to talk about Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The new J.K. Rowling movie set in the Harry Potter universe. So, before the movie announcement, so this was announced probably early 2015? Yeah. Around that. I know there were were rumblings that it was going to be be the first titled uh, film after Deathly Hallows Part 2, but that was a long time ago. So we'll say 2015 it was announced. Did you know anything about the story before the announcement? Not at all. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those things that just comes out of nowhere, right? Uh-huh. Well, you know, and I know they they said they alluded to Newton Sandman. What is his name? Newton Sandman? <laughs> New- Newton Sandman. Newt uh, Sal- uh, Salamander? Salamander. So, I know they alluded to him. Newt Sandman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I know they alluded to him in, um, you know, in, in one of the Harry Potters, but it wasn't like 
a big deal or anything. He's actually been in two Harry Potters. He was in the very first one because it's, you know, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is one of the prereq books you need to go to Hogwarts, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like the study of magic and, and stuff like that. But that was one of the first ones. Then he was also in another Harry Potter um, where, you remember when Harry's got the Mar- Marauder's Map? Yeah. New Scamander was in Hogwarts. He was on that map just walking around. So they've alluded to him twice. Now it wasn't, wasn't the newt that we're getting with Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, and that, like I, said, I didn't really even realize it back then when I seen the movies because I've seen them all. I like them, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't consider myself a super fan. Yeah, you're like you are. Super fan, I am, and Potterhead, right? I guess we can call him that. Uh, that's what we, I guess we we called it. We named it that on our Harry Potter episode. I think I don't know. Um, so the book came out in two thousand one. I remember when it came out because I was. I was reading all the books. You know what I mean? So, when anything that J.K. Rowling put out that was Harry Potter oriented, I had. So, I read the book. So, did you know that the, the, the purchase of this book went to charity? No. Yeah, it went to, and I have it written down because I plan ahead sometimes. Um, it went out to a charity called Comic Relief. And 80% of the cover price goes to this uh, charity. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. And, it's, and the charity benefits poor children in various locations and all that stuff. So... Another fun fact about J.K. Rowling, since we're, I mean, talking about her, is that she was the first person to be taken off the billionaire list due to charitable um, contributions. Really? Yeah, I think she, I think the number was 18% of her net worth she's donated to charity. That's huge. Yeah. First writer to become a billionaire. First writer to be taken off the billionaire list, so. And if you think about other writers that, you know. Tolkien's books, I guess not a billionaire. Stephen King, maybe a billionaire now, but wasn't when J.K. Rowling became a billionaire. He still might not be. Yeah, it's true. Maybe if based off of books alone, probably not. But movie wise, I mean, yeah, he's got a lot. Of- he's got a ton of franchises. Uh, the Dark Tower's coming up. Um, they're rebooting it, mm-hmm. so it's got to be getting there some, at least in the near future, right? You would think? Who knows? This isn't... We're not talking about Stephen King. We're talking about Newt Scamander and the folks over in uh, America, Wizardry. So you didn't know anything about it? No. I knew about... One, I knew about it because Harry Potter said. Um, I also knew about it because, if you know me, I love animals. And Newt Scamander is a guy who studies this magic zoology, which is, if I were a student at Hogwarts, that's exactly what I would go for. So... That's what I'm studying now in my basement. There's a basement in my apartment building just burrow down there. But that was the main thing that drew me to it because I like animals, I like beasts, and I want to see what else was out there. Um, what are your thoughts based on a book that was specifically focusing on beasts that we've never even heard of? I think it's awesome because if you... Uh People go back to our creature cast, mm-hmm. and we were talking about and how much we love beasts and uh, creatures and stuff like that, and that, it's cool. Yeah, we did an entire podcast yeah. episode on it. And so, you know, I, I think it's cool, because it sees the other side. The other side of uh, another world yeah. that we've never seen before. 
And like even like set in the Harry Potter universe, think of some of the creatures that we've seen and we've talked about. We've talked about Fluffy, the Acromantula, mm-hmm. a giant spider, um, all the dragons, the goblins, the fairies, and the, or the pixies. Um, you have Buckbeak. Dobby, Buckbeak, the Hippogriff, the Phoenix, the Centaurs. There's so many different things that are the Dementors and the Thestrals. Thestrals, I think, was one of my favorite ones. There's like the skinless horses with the wings. I thought that was pretty dope. Even unicorns and basilics uh, and stuff like that. A dragon. I think I said dragon. Okay. Well, but there were more than one dragon, so Chuck's con- contributing with the multiple dragon. <laughs> um, so just having all of them, and plus those were actually featured in the book. Some of the main ones were dragons and the basilisk and um, hippogriff, for that matter. Um, Newt's mom was a hippogriff breeder. That's what I'd want to be. I didn't know that. Buckbeak is amazing. And having someone who specifically breeds hippogriffs is really awesome. And just, I mean, just even having a a book dedicated to animals was is what I really wanted to get into. I was reading animal books when I was a kid. I, was, I wanted to be a vet before I became a, a social worker. So, Jesus, magical animals is... Completely, I didn't want ever. Want, I didn't want a pony or a unicorn when I was a kid. Like most girls mm-hmm. wanted that, but I'm a, I'm a guy. I wanted like a a phoenix, or a Marty the Griffin. Marty the Griffin, <laughs> or yeah, or yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I wanted, Marty the Griffin. And I was gonna name him Marty after uh, Marty Schottenheimer. That's exactly why I was gonna. I was Not gonna Marty McFly. Not Marty, Marty Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. Honestly, it was the first Marty that came to my mind. <laughs> I don't know why that would be the first Marty. That- I, you think on your feet, you uh, you get some really strange answers. Um, what are your thoughts on the footage that we've seen? And now there's been a plethora of footage. I think it it looks really cool. Yeah, I think you know it brings the magic back. Mm-hmm. You know, from what we loved about Harry Potter, what we've seen in Harry Potter, and puts a new twist on it. Yeah, and um, what I really like about it, and we've talked about it before, it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. So. It's in a different era. It's in a different world. And, yes, it's part of, the, I guess you could say, Harry Potter universe. Mm-hmm. But it's completely different. Yeah, it's the, like, like we said in the, the beginning, very first time magic has been mentioned in America. Hogwarts obviously takes, like, that's in Europe. Yeah. So having something that's specifically in our home tour, our home court, or home turf, or whatever, um... You get a chance to, you know, feel a little more at home. You know what I mean? And like I said, not only that, it's, you know, decades. Yeah, this was at the time of immigration. Yeah, so Ellis it's, Island. So it's decades and decades before Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So that brings a new element, too. Yeah, Harry wasn't even a thought of in James and Lily's eyes. They probably weren't even no, together. They might not have been born. That's very true. It's very true. His grandparents... But they did name drop Albus Dumbledore. So, and I mean, he was like 7,000 years old. Like, that's how old he kind of looked when we first met him. Imagine Jesus, 1920s, he was probably like five years old. You know what I mean? If if you do human math, but they're wizards. So maybe they they have longer lives than we do. Um, I I love the footage. Um, You see see a little bit of the battles. Mm Kind of like that subway battle was pretty cool. You've seen... A very small slither of the beasts, which is my favorite part. I don't want to see them all. Yeah, no. You don't want to 
put all your eggs in one basket, and then watch the movie and be like, oh, I've seen this already. Yeah. And I hate they, when they do that with trailers. Exactly. Because you see everything, and you act like, well, the three trailers that I've just seen, yep. basically the whole movie. So, Batman vs. Superman. And Suicide Squad. You pretty much saw the, the whole entire movie. What I what I like with trailers is when they give you enough to want it. Yep. But not the whole thing. See, my thing, like I, I love trailers, and that's and that is kind of what we've kind of made our podcast off of too, because we we focus on the footage that's come out. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you do get that sense of, I guess, studios not trusting the process and not trusting their product. And they have to put four or five trailers out in 30 TV spots. You know, Marvel does a lot of trailers, right? But And a lot of TV spots. But most of their trailers, if you focus on it, it's just a different... It's the same footage just shot from a different perspective, which is okay with and me. cut different. And yeah. I don't feel like I saw all of Civil War based on the footage. No. And I don't feel like I've seen all of Doctor Strange based on the footage. Mm-hmm. However, when we left Batman vs. Superman, we saw all of that. We saw stuff that wasn't even in the movie, in the foot, in, in the trailers. See, I hate when they do that. They do that a lot with, like, comedies. Yeah. Oh, when my they do, God. do a joke, and they're like, what was that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, it's going to be a bonus feature. I didn't come to, to see the bonus. I, I want to see the bonus features in the movie. There was something recently I'd just seen, and it was kind of like... Was it Ghostbusters? No. I forget what it was. It was a comedy. Maybe, like... Oh. I know what it was. It was um, Neighbors 2. Okay. When the girl flew out of the... The car. The car. In the trailer, she's giving them the middle Double finger. birds, like the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. fan that did that to Russell Westbrook on the, opening night. The, he was a... He was like an optrician. No, he was like a urologist or something. Yeah, yeah he would deal with penises. <laughs> so he comes... She comes flying out of the car, <laughs> flipping double birds. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't in the movie. Yeah, and I was like, "Come on, that was a good." That was a great. That was a great scene. I thought that was a great scene. But as far as the footage specifically, let's let me go back on onto the road so, that we're traveling. No, I've I've diverted pretty quickly, um, and I feel like this episode is going to be a lot of quick turns because it's Harry Potter, and then anytime I can take a shot at DC, I will take a shot at DC. Um, and as we're recording this, there's some footage of uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, but you think about it, like, you do see the magic element. Like, one of my favorite scenes is at the the Ellis Island, right? Where he just flips that little switch. Mm-hmm. And it goes from a... I want to, first of all, I want to have big the suitcases. Well, yeah. And that goes to the... Uh, well, he flips the switch and he opens it up. And it goes from a suitcase full of beasts to a suitcase with clothes. Mm-hmm. And so neatly done. I could never get a suitcase looking as neat as, as my boy Newt's is. But then, him and Dan Fogler, that's his name, right? Dan Fogler? They're in their, their flat or their their room, their bed and breakfast that they're staying at. And he opens it and he walks down it. And that's all, also like the comedic part of it too. Yeah. And I really like that. And like, like I said, the battle with um, Eddie and Colin Farrell. You know, you have those guys fighting each other. And you haven't even seen members of the cast that you want, like, that are, that they're hyping up. So, which I really, really enjoy about their footage because they're, they're leaving a lot to the imagination. You know what I mean? So let's, let's move right into the castings, right? So we, there's a few names that I, I wrote down. You have Eddie Redmayne, Colin Farrell, 
our boy, Ezra Miller, um, Zoe Kravitz, and Ron Perlman. Two of which, the last two, we haven't even seen. E- Ron Perlman, yes, we have. Really? Mm-hmm. Is he in prosthetics? CGI. Uh, the, really? Mm-hmm. Maybe I haven't seen that footage. I'm trying, we're, we're in the crunch time, so I really haven't been watching a lot of the <clears throat> the trailers and whatnot. But what's, what's your thoughts on Eddie Redmayne, who was the only choice? Yep, that's, he, is that your thought? No, that's, I read it, you know, he was the first and only person they wanted for, and I like, you know, I haven't seen a lot with him. Yeah. Um, you know what you did see with him? <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. And I put that in my notes. Of course you did. Hopefully as long as he's better than <clears throat> Jupiter Ascending. Um, he was in Theory of Everything. Yeah. He was good in that. I actually won the Academy Award. I actually saw that. And he was in Danish Girl, where he played a woman. Or did he win Academy for that? Or He won? might have won him for both. I know he got nominated for Yeah, that. the only movie I think that he's been in that he hasn't been nominated for is Jupiter Ascending. But, um, from what I think, you know, he looks good mm-hmm. as a character. Yeah, crush on him? No, no, not like that. <laughs> he looks good. Um, but so I, I think, I, th- I think he's a good choice. And obviously, that's all they wanted, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always good to have an Academy Award winner in your pocket. Yeah. You know, and I think, like, if you think about the, the Harry Potter universe, they really don't, like, their leads aren't really big names when they start. So this is probably the biggest name lead, right? And like I'm I'm talking specifically for the the characters. Like um Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint and Hermione uh, I was gonna call Hermione, but Emma Watson were they were kids, they were nobodies. But you did they surrounded them with a great cast with mm-hmm. with like a Gary Oldman and Robbie, you know, Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane and um, Maggie Smith. Yes, you are taking them right out of my mouth. I'm sorry. Which is great because <laughs> I'm that's fine. I was about to say it, and you're like, ah, so we're on the same, we're on the same brain link. Um, but with, with Eddie, I guess you can consider him like, he's done maybe three movies that people are going to know him from. So technically, and he could thing, be a nobody. And the thing is, a lot of his movies were more artsy, and yeah. oh, yeah. they they weren't blockbusters. They weren't um, franchises, franchises, and well known movies. Although Jupiter Ascending was supposed yeah. to be a franchise. Yes. <laughs> but if you go to a non-movie buff, yeah. like me and you, unlike me and you... Yeah, I was going to say, we, like, we're doing a podcast specifically on a movie. I hope we were buffs. <laughs> but, you know, a normal person... You say Eddie Redmayne, they're going to be like, I have no yeah, idea who the fuck If is. I go to my wife, who's Eddie Redmayne? And if you go to Chelsea, she's seen the movie, but she might not know the name. Uh, she knows him. Oh, okay. She's seen... Um, she hasn't seen Jupiter Ascending, but she saw Theory of Everything. But I'm saying she might recognize his face, but yeah. maybe not his name. Yeah, he's definitely got a recognizable face, yeah. for sure. Um, I think, you know, there's some contradiction in the sense of he was the only choice. But yet, as I was doing a little little digging, I read that two other people were considered. So he was J.K. Rowling's only choice. Well, and she wrote the screenplay. And you have to consider other actors just in case that falls yeah. through. So the other two that he considered was Matt Smith from Doctor Who. Okay, I can see it. Um, and then um, Nicholas Holt mm. from X Men and Mad Max, and I, pretty I much would, everything now. I would go Matt Smith before Nicholas Holt. Have you ever seen Matt Smith in a movie? Yeah. What movie? 
Terminator. Besides Terminator? No. Okay. He was in Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies? I, yeah, yeah, I did see that. He wasn't that bad in it. So and, and I really I like Nicholas Holt a lot. I think he's very transformable. He's you know why are you transforming the beast? Well, he's yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why I've, uh, I went there. Um, so you know he's played Beast, and he's done period pieces with that. You know where they go back in time to the eighties and to even further. Then he's done the Mad Max stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's done. He's been in a lot of stuff. He does a Jaguar commercial too, which yeah, is pretty he cool. Doing that. I'm alright with that, but. Um, I would have been fine with all three of them. Um, the person I wouldn't have been fine with playing Eddie Redmayne's Newt Scamander is Ezra Miller. Well, um, I'm not good with Ezra Miller. Well, let's just, let's just talk about Ezra Miller. We'll skip Colin and we'll come back to him. What are your thoughts on, first of all, Ezra Miller's look in the movie? He's got like a bowl cut, right? His hair looks stupid. Yeah, that's, first of all, it's, uh, that's my next, that's my wedding haircut. <laughs> so thank you for ruining for me. I think all the guys should get that haircut. Um, you would have to wear a wig. I didn't grow my hair in six months. We're, we're in five now, brother. Oh, five months. Yeah. Crunch time. <laughs> so, um, I'll be honest with you, never seen anything that I liked him in. Yeah. Ever. I've seen him in several movies and not once have I thought I liked him in anything. I feel like I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff, but what I've seen I didn't like. Perks of being Wallflower. Never seen it. He was okay in that. Um... BVS, I'm counting it, he was in it, yeah. I didn't like the movie, he was in Suicide Squad for a cup of coffee, that was okay, no, um, I I, no Suicide Squad, you didn't like Suicide Squad? His part. No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, the movie was alright. Yeah, the movie was alright, um, and then Trainwreck, Train- which oh. I fucking hated him, he was a whiny little bitch in that yeah. movie, um, uh, he's, he's such an actor that... I don't know, man. It's like, it's hit. I feel like we give him the raw end of the deal because we're, we like unity, right? We like solidarity and we like, we are Marvel to the core, I think. And D, and I said it before, anytime we can take a shot at DC, we'll take it. And and this is another shot that I'm going to take. Uh, we should be, this this uh, podcast should be called Geek Shot Callers because that's all we do is take shots. Um, but when you think about it, Marvel has solidarity, right? Their TV and their movies are together. So with DC, it's not. And we've we've talked about that ad nauseum, but we're going to talk about it again. We like Grant Gustin. Mm-hmm. And we like Grant Gustin as The Flash. And we believe in solidarity. So when Ezra Miller was cast as Flash, immediately it turned us off of Ezra Miller. So it's kind of like if Charlie Hunan would have been, would be cast as Green Arrow. Green Arrow in the movie universe. We'd be turned off by that because our boy Steven is, is what we think of the Green Arrow. Same thing with Grant as the Flash. So I'm going to give this, this is, this is where it starts for me with Ezra Miller because I love Harry Potter and I don't want to hate a character in Harry Potter as much as I hate Helena Bonham Carter. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like he's going to be that character. Now, if his acting's good and he's a whiny little bitch in this movie, then I'm going to know that he just play, think, he I, just plays the whiny little bitch. Everything's going to be justified. Yeah. So we will... This is the, the fresh start for me with him. Where I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll give you Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. 
And if you set the bar high, then I'll be happy for the flash. But if that bar is low, I'm going to take shots every episode on Ezra Miller. Just, just that's what I plan on doing. Do you think he's going to do all right? No. So you are. There's no fresh start for him, huh? Nope. Now he plays a character. We're bashing him, so we might as well talk about. Yeah, let's go. He's playing a character called Credence. Yep. Great name. Credence Clearwater. Revival. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he's a second Salomer. So I'm assuming that he's a second generation uh, Salem witch. Okay. That's what I'm assuming. So that's kind of cool. So it makes him a warlock. Yeah. So. Um, or wait, wait, wait. Is a male witch a wizard in this universe? Because we've never heard the word warlock. No, we haven't. What I think of a male witch is a warlock. Same with you? Yeah, they're probably going to use well, maybe, maybe they introduced warlocks because maybe that's an American term. Yeah, maybe. But I, I think it's cool that he's... I mean, like I said, I'm not... I'm assuming, mm-hmm. because when you say second Salomer, mm-hmm. I'm assuming second generation Salem witch. Yeah, absolutely. So I, th- I like the idea, mm-hmm. and I think it's cool, and he's got a cool name. I'm just really hesitant. Um, because it's Ezra Miller. It's Ezra Miller. What if he's actually just a muggle? And he's like, and he just, he is like such a wizard groupie. Well, you know what? I'm looking at his picture now. Yeah. I think he's against witchcraft. I think so too. I think he's going to be a bad guy. Because I'm, I'm looking at one of his character posters and he's holding a sign that says, no witchcraft in America, we mm-hmm. need a second Salem. So he was one of the Salem people... Who burned witches at burned the stake? Witches. Yeah, so he was a, he was one of the, and I think that's cool too. Yeah, that I I like Salem witch trials. I've I've been to Salem. It's a great, great neck of the woods. It's really cool. So very historic. I, I like the idea. Um, now he's on Colin Farrell's team, right? I don't I've know. I've seen pictures of them together. Maybe I mean, he is a magical security. Yeah. And he has magic himself. Yeah, he's a wizard. He's got he's out yeah. there doing wands with with uh, our boy Newt. And I'm I'm dubbing him our boy. I'm hoping he's he's a good 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 guy. So um, so it's just kind of weird that like if that is true, we're speculating that he's with if he's against magic. Mm-hmm. Why would he team up with a magical security? Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe Colin Farrell is in like a like a narc. Maybe. So let's let's go back to Colin Farrell. Okay. Um, what are your like? <clears throat> first of all, for me, this is a movie that a movie universe that I cannot see Colin Farrell in. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, he's done a Marvel movie, an old bad Marvel movie, with where when he played Bullseye, which he was actually a bright spot in that movie. Yeah. Um, and then he did. Um, oh shit! Fright Night. He did Fright Night, he did, uh... I know he's done a lot, but there are the movies that I'm just thinking of. Total Recall. Yeah, absolutely. So he's done a lot of reboots. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on Colin Farrell, who who may be the biggest name to be cast in this movie? I like Colin Farrell. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I think he does well in action movies. I think he also does well in comedy, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Harry Potter does have a little comedic side to it, so maybe this does as well. Because he was hilarious in Horrible Bosses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so, and I like, and he's kind of, you know, he's, you don't see a whole lot of him. He can, mm-hmm. It seems like he's kind of choosy with his movies because he, he doesn't, you know, you don't see him, like, putting out five movies a year. And I feel like that, I'm not an actor. I probably never will be an actor. I feel like if that's what people are going to like about you, if you are picky and choosy with your movie and you just don't go to whatever checks flashed at you, Understanding that they have to make a living, but it seems like he's established himself that he can be picky and mm-hmm. choosy, and that's really good. You know, you're not just somebody who's like, well, I'm going to do uh, Rambo 1, I'm going to do, you know, The Night the Earth Stood Still, uh, Creatures in the Closet, and stuff like that. I'm going to do those and put them all out in three years, or in one year, and you're going to be like, oh, Jesus, Colin Farrell was in a movie in May, June, and July. I don't really want and, to see anything with An him. actor that I, I do love, but it, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Well, he's he's in like 10,000 movies. And he is. like, But like two will be prominent, and then he'll have like eight directed DVD or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, come on, the guy can't be hurting that much. You know who's kind of becoming somebody who's in every movie? Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. I feel like I see him in everything now. But he seems to be doing blockbusters. Oh, yeah. Like he's doing Star Wars. He's going to be in Black Panther. Yeah, he's going to be in Arrival. And that's so you apparently have, getting rave reviews. I know, it got like a, it's already at 100%. Which is, which is which is good news for Lois Lane and Hawkeye, but bad news for Star-Lord and Mystique. Because I don't think Passengers is going to do well now that Arrival's <laughs> out. So, And plus it's a Christmas movie and Star Wars, there's a lot of... I feel like companies and... This is another diversion I'm taking, but I feel like companies are jumping on the, the space movies because Star Wars and Star Trek are popular again. But you're you're on board with, with Colin coming in? Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a cool name. What's his name? Percival Graves. Oh, it's a good name. Well, Perry Graves. Percy Graves? Perry or Percy? Which one, which one would you go to? I would rather go Perry, but yeah. Percy sounds kind of... Percy's a strong name. It's a strong <laughs> nickname. Come here, baby Percy. Alright, so, any other comments on, on Percival Graves? <laughs> nah, I think we're good. The scene with him and Eddie Redmayne fighting, and I go back to it, in the sub- I think it's a subway, God, I hope it's a subway. That's one of my highlights from the, the trailer, and I'm really excited for, for that scene. That better not be a, oh, bonus feature scene where they fight in the, in the subway. What about Ron Perlman? Now, I, I saw you on your iPad with a CGI character, I'm assuming that's Ron Perlman, yeah. and if it is Ron per- Perlman, I have seen him. Okay. This yes, I, it looks just like him. His name is Narlac. Yep. And he plays a goblin gangster. That's a perfect role for Ron Perlman. Um, and <laughs> I I seen him in one trailer. Okay. Because I you know I've seen a bunch, so I went online and was watching all the trailers just to kind of refresh myself. Mm-hmm. When I was going over the questions, and I'm like. That sounds like Ron Perlman's voice. So then I looked up the IMDb and found the character posters, and it says, you know, has Narlac. Doesn't say that's him, but that, you know, that's who he's playing. Narlac, a goblin gangster, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Do you think that's a good role for him, or would you have rather seen him as a, like, a human character? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think he's got that strong, commanding voice. Yeah. So, kind of. You have this goblin who's kind of like... 
And also, too, what I like about it is the prohibition and all that. So, not only that you have gangsters, yeah. you have goblin gangsters. So, is he the one when Eddie Redmayne goes to that, it looks like a speakeasy, and he says, so you're the one with the with the briefcase. Yeah. And he says, news travels quick. Okay. Okay. So, so... For, speakeasies, magical speakeasies, awesome. This is going to be the second time in November, or not November, well, October and November that we've seen speakeasies. Like Secret Bars, the one in Supergirl. Oh, yeah. And then this one. But I, I think it's cool because I always, like, I've talked about it's another podcast, like gangster movies. And, so they so, have a gangster element with goblins. Yeah, and I mean, some of our favorite storylines collectively for characters that we talk Yeah, so Harry Potter and Noir. <laughs> That's what we're about to get. So I, I think it's really cool. Um, I like, I hope he's a, I don't think he's going to be a huge character. No. But I, hopefully it's, they show a little bit of that, like, crime underbelly yes. gangster thing. The underbelly, like the black magic, black market. That would be really cool. Um, what do you think, weaponry, as far as a goblin speakeasy? <laughs> I don't know. What are we thinking? Are we thinking they're carrying pistols or wands? Because they're not wizards, they're goblins. Or are they just carrying clubs? Like a troll or an ogre? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think they're going to have, like, secure, I think they're going to have maybe, like, a, a troll. Like yeah, a bouncer or something. That would something. be pretty dope. Yeah, that would be really cool. That would be really, really cool. I'm on board with that, for sure. Um, what about Zoe Kravitz? Have you seen her in any of the trailers? I haven't seen anything. They don't even have her name. Probably a minor character, then. So, I have, like, when I was looking, I was trying to do research. Couldn't find her anywhere. Couldn't find any pictures. Yeah. Couldn't find her name. Like, you know, most on IMDb will say, so-and-so is playing this. Says nothing. Are we thinking she's the love interest or Catherine Waterson's love interest? I'm Catherine Waterson. Now, do you know who was considered for the role before her? No. This might have turned me off for the movie altogether. Kate Upton. I'm good with Catherine Waterson. Could you imagine, first of all, could you imagine Kate Upton in a Harry Potter-like universe? Her titties would be hanging out all over the place. Right, like, I feel like that would have taken away from the element of magic for me. I I, I, I don't know. Well, no, you know what the element of magic would have been for that? Um, a brassiere that would hold those bad boys up in the time of 1920s. And I've seen her in one thing, and she was all right. Was it the other woman? Yeah. Oh. That's probably the only big thing she's ever been in. I think that's the only thing she's ever been in, besides, like, swimsuits. I know, but that's who was considered for that. So you think Catherine Waterson is the the love interest? You know who Catherine Waterson reminds me of? Who? Mary Elizabeth Weinstein. Yeah. Because at first I thought that's who it was. Mm-hmm. So do you, you think she's a love, love interest? Yeah, oh yeah. Magic or not magic? Let's play that game. Mm, she's magic. Okay. Now, they're not called muggles in this. No match. No match. Yeah. And that's what Dan Fogelman plays. Yeah, and Dan... Dan Fogler, right? That's Fogler, Fogler. Um, Fogler, I believe is his name. Um, he wasn't the... He was also... His role was up for grabs in listening to these two. Michael Sarah and Josh Gad. Michael Sarah, I know. I didn't see Josh Gad. Yeah. Michael Sarah turned it down to... Voice Lego, yeah, Lego Batman. Um, I, I like Dan Fogler, though. He doesn't do much. Well, he did Take Me Home Tonight, right? That's the first yeah. movie I saw him in. And Balls of Glory. Balls of Fury. Yeah. And he's also, um, he has a, 
a minor character that comes off and on on Goldberg's. Okay. He's a funny looking dude. Like, not like he's, like, funny looking, but like, he, he looks like he'd just be funny guy. Well, he's definitely, I feel, the comic really. Uh, yo, absolutely. His mustache is pretty sick in this. And his haircut. Like, the hair and the facial hair in this movie is, is pretty strong. Um, let's go back to a, a point that you made about Michael Sarah turning it down to voice Robin in Lego Batman. I think it's a dumb move. Yeah, this this is they've already put a pipe, uh, a sequel in the pipeline yeah. for this. This might have been the only way that Michael Sarah could ever play a superhero. So I guess he was like, you know what? I'll never be in a in a Batman movie. Like Ben Affleck's not gonna call Michael Sarah to be his Robin. <laughs> like no way. Um, I think he, Anna Kendrick has a better chance of becoming Robin yeah. than Michael Sarah. So I get why he, why he did it. Maybe he's a huge fan of Robin and. He's the perfect voice for a Robin. Oh, he's hilarious. So I'm I'm fine with that, and I like the scene where he he says uh, with the suits, right? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So Dan Fogler, I'm I'm glad I'm I'll take it. I'm not I'm not mad at any of the castings, honestly. No. Um, well, even I think they I think you know J.K. Rowling's wrote it, right? She was the screenwriter. First, her first screenplay. Exactly. This is the very first one, and then you got David Yates, who's done the last four Harry Potter movies. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I feel like, you know, he, one, one, he's one of my favorite directors. He knows the world. Yeah. He's, he knows JK. He knows her stuff. And, and he's proven, and I, I feel, uh, who does these movies? Warner Brothers? Not Warner Brothers. Um, I think it might be Warner Brothers. They're, they're smart getting them. Yeah. Because it's a new franchise and, you know, yeah, it's part of the Harry Potter, but it's, it's a completely different take. Yeah. And... He's obviously proven very successful. Yeah. Do you think that this is going to bring people in, like, I don't want to say people who, I feel like everybody knows Harry Potter, like knows of Harry Potter, but do you think this is going to bring in the people who don't know Harry Potter, or do you think this is going to be like, oh, it's a Harry Potter movie, I don't want to see it? Well, I, I think it's also going to bring in, I I don't, you know, it, it's not a Harry Potter movie, so. Tough. But I think also, too, you know, Deathly Hallows came out, what, five years ago? Yeah. So you have kids that might have been too young for Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. but perfect age for this. Yeah, and then, like, I feel like this might bring in more people because they know it's not going to be eight movies. There's not going to be eight movies about New Scamander. And if there is, that's, you know, you're kind of pushing it. Mm -hmm. I think two is a good limit for this. Um, and And then move on. It's a. I think it's gonna be your trilogy. Honestly, it's an eighty page, eighty ninety page book. You know what I mean? How much more can you get out of all that? I don't know. So Hogwarts is no is not going to be featured in this movie. What's going to be featured is something called Ilvermorny, and I've already been sorted into my Ilvermorny hat or house, and I'm a Pukwudgie, and I'm very happy with being a Pukwudgie because it's the same thing as a Hufflepuff in Hogwarts. So, I'll read you the four. The four houses. And I'm going to pick one for you. We're not going to do the live sorting hat pick. I think I'm going to pick one. I'll let you pick. Fuck it. So, there's Thunderbird, which is one of the beasts that we're going to see in the movie. Um, and that is the soul and the force and um, focuses on adventurers. You don't like the woods. So, I don't think you're a Thunderbird. Then there's the Horned Serpent, which represents the mind of the wizard and favors scholars. Pukwudgie, a.k.a. Jim's house, uh, represents the heart of the wizard and favors healers. I feel like 
I'm a social worker. I'm a mental health counselor. I heal people's minds. So that kind of works, right? See where I'm going with this? And then there's the Wampus. And that is the body of the wizards and focuses solely on warriors. Favors the warriors. So what are you thinking? I like Wampus. I knew you were going to go with <laughs> what, what are you? I'm a Wampus. I'm, I'm Pugwudgie. It makes me sound like a fat, like, little pig animal. It does. It right? makes me think of a chunky little child. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm a... Look at that little puck I'm wedgie. Chunk from the Goonies. <laughs> He's a puck wedgie. I'm fine with that. But, um, so, Magic is coming over to America for the very first time. And in Pottermore world, that's uh, JK's official website. In that world, it was a huge thing. Like, I got, like, 40 emails, like, that says... Magic is happening in America. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it has happened before. You know, David Copperfield, and, you know, we have uh, David Blaine, Chris Angel, the mind freak, <laughs> Penn and Teller. They're magicians, right? But Harry Potter-type magic is wizardry. Wizardry is coming over to America in the form of Ilner Forney. What's your thoughts on that? Again, I was saying, I, I like it because it brings a different element. Yeah. And I like that it's a different era, too. Like, it, like I said, a period piece. So I, I, I think it's going to bring a completely different take. What's your favorite period piece type movie? Is it like the the 20s Prohibition era, or is it like the Civil War, or the American Revolutionary I, era? I like more of kind of this era. Kind of Prohibition, gangster type. Yeah. This is, this is my favorite type of era, too. I don't like war movies. You know what I mean? And I've, I've said it before. It's not that I I'm, despise war and soldiers and stuff of that nature. Some some of my friends are, are former soldiers. Um, I think it's too real for me. So if I can focus on something where wizards are just messing with goblin, you know, goblin gangsters, I'm fine with that. So, I mean, it coming to America, again, it's in our backyard. We're a three-hour drive from New York City. Which is really cool. We know about Ellis Island. We know about the Prohibition area. We know how it was, like, how that time was. It's, it's tough to do anything. You know, you're, you're just on the cusp of being really poor. You know what I mean? Everybody's coming over. and you, Not only do you have, like, wizards coming over, but you have all these immigrants coming over and trying to settle in and making their own, like, Little Italy and, and Chinatown and, you know, the Irish Village and stuff like that. But now you have wizards. They're on wizards? Fuck yeah, man. Sign sign me up for it. What beast are you hoping to see, specifically from the Harry Potter universe in this movie? Um, I like to see the hippogriff. Yeah. They're really cool. I like to see a dragon. Uh, you know, I, I think they were two, one or two of my favorites. Yeah. So I think it would be really cool. I, I I agree with the hippogriff. I don't think we'll see dragons because they're large. Maybe we'll see a baby dragon. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so I, definitely I want to see a hippogriff. I want to see a phoenix. Um, and maybe maybe the mandrakes from like, remember in the the thing that she pulls out, Miss Sprout pulls, Professor Sprout pulls out of the pot. Um, I, won't, I definitely want to see those. But I really don't, I don't think we're going to see those. I do know what we are going to see. Because I've done some research. And I wrote them down. So there's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine creatures that, as far as the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find a Website, has focused. And we've seen some of them. So there's one called the, the Nundu, 
and I'll give you what I think they look like. A snake, blowfish, lion hybrid. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna like these. Um, then there's Niffler. We've seen Niffler. He's the little black thing. Looks like a uh, like a platypus echidna kind of animal, mm-hmm. and he's sliding on his back. We've seen him. Um, then there's the Urumpet, which I wrote rhino slug. <laughs> like it's the size of a rhino, but in the shape of a slug. Uh, there's a Graphorn, which I didn't write anything because I I only heard that it was going to be in it. I kind of find a picture. We've seen the Akami, which is kind of like a peacock cassowary hybrid. You know what a cassowary is? No. So it's um, Australian birds that look like dinosaurs. They have like the big crest on okay. top of their head. They're big. They kick the shit out of you. Violent ostriches, essentially. Um, then there's the Thunderbird, which is essentially a griffin. So Marty is going to be in this movie. You can sleep easy tonight. Um, swooping Eagle, or sw- Swooping Evil, I'm sorry, um, is that bird in the subway. Okay. That bluish colored bird, really pretty, goes into, like, I think, I think Newt pulls it out and, like, throws it. Like, isn't that what happens? Like, there's, there's a really cool exchange there. Uh, there's a Billywig, which is a bee-like creature. And then there's the Demiguise, which is that little white monkey gremlin-like creature that's running around with, like, I think he has, like, a, like a suitcase or, like, a newspaper under his arm. He looks like a baby Yeti. We've seen him in the feature as well, um, in the the trailers. So they're the ones I think we're going to get. But the book, dude, the book has like 400 different creatures. And it's got everything from the Harry Potter universe. Like I, I said in the beginning, so go back to that if you want to find out what creatures I think are going to be in it. Um, what non-Harry Potter universe creatures do you want to see? And I talk about it as a creature test. One of my favorite Minotaurs. Yeah. Like a Minotaur, maybe not Minotaur itself, but something like it. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen a Minotaur, but we've seen a Centaur, so maybe yeah. they do exist. You So you want to see, like, what kind of Minotaur, though? Like, are we thinking, like, God of War Minotaur, where they're, like, 8 feet tall, 7,000 pounds? Are we thinking, like, Hercules with the Rock Minotaur, where, the, again, they're really big? Or are we thinking more of, like, a, a baby Minotaur? No, I want to see just a huge, oh, drooling... You know, battle axe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like here, here to attack you. They're not good guys. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And just, and just, oh, I can just imagine. You know, you're in there and you smell something, and they're just gross and mm-hmm. drool coming down, and they're, you know, the hair and the sweat, and they're just, you know what I mean. Just a creepy figure. I can see that happening in the. In that subway scene, when they're fighting, and like that diverge, diverges, uh, that uh, fuck what I was thinking, that just diverts all the attention to that, and you're like, oh my god, and, and just out of nowhere you hear a rumbling, and you're like, what, what creature is that? He's like, I don't know, and it just proves that maybe there's more Fantastic Beasts in America that we haven't seen yet. That'd be pretty cool. I want to see like a water-like creature, you know. Go th- back th- to Nessie. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like. Throughout throughout Harry Potter, we haven't seen a lot of water-like creatures. So you want to see a creature in the Hudson? Yeah. I think, like, wh- what was the last water creature we've seen in the Harry Potter universe? It was the mermaids, right? That was it. So, and I might, I might be missing them. It's been a while since I've seen all the Harry Potter movies, but I'd like to see something, not like, not the size of Nessie, because I'm assuming Nessie is a large animal, but maybe, maybe like an, I don't know, they... Maybe this Eurumpus, that looks like a rhino slug. Maybe that's a water-like creature. But 
I'd like to see like a mythical like narwhal kind of deal. That'd be pretty cool in the Hudson. I, I don't know. Maybe they're maybe as they're taking their boat in because there's no planes, so no planes at least for wizards. Maybe and I don't think he's flying on a broom. Maybe he takes his boat in, and he sees a magical creature in the water. Or maybe he lets one go in the water, so that would be pretty cool. Um, do you think we're going to see any flashbacks to Hogwarts? I know that they've said, you know, Albus Dumbledore, ex- like he was expelled, right? Like uh, Newt was expelled. Yeah. So do you think we'll see any flashbacks from Newt's time in Hogwarts? I don't know if we're going to see flashbacks. I think it'll be references. Yeah. But I don't think we're really going to see flashbacks. I I could I could feel like the movie starting at Hogwarts as a, as nude as a child, and then moving towards his time in America. I would like to see that because one I'd like to see Dumbledore again. I'd like to see him as a young character, but I I, I don't know. It's I feel like I'm on the fence because I feel like if there's heavy Hogwarts influences, then it's a Harry Potter movie and not a new mm-hmm. Scamander movie. Um, so. I don't know what I want, Chuck. I can't just... I want them both. I want my cake and I want to eat it, but I also don't want it to be oversaturated and people be disgusted that it's a cheap knockoff of a Harry Potter movie. When it, in in the sense, it's a prequel to the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's frustrating. We'll have to just watch it and see. <laughs> um, I hate when I write these questions and I think of them and it gets me upset. Just gets me upset. So another big thing that has been going on in the Harry Potter universe as far as like the online community is that people are picking Patronuses. And you know what a Patronus is, right? Yep. Harry's is a is a doe, right? State Snape's was a doe. What would your Patronus be? You're gonna be proud of me. I actually went on Pottermore. Nice. And did the Patronus. What'd you get? Light out. Hello. Because you're wise? I'm, I'm assuming, because I was like, "Are you fucking serious, an owl?" Yeah, if you if you had to pick one besides your owl, because I got I was frustrated with my Pottermore one too. What would you have picked? A mongoose. A mongoose. Oh my god, this is not the first time you've referenced a mongoose. No, it's not. But a mongoose could kill Najani, right? Um, the of uh, the last Horcrux of Voldemort. So yeah, you could kill kill snakes. Okay, little Chuck the mongoose. Okay. Miller uh, Mongoose. Yeah, the Miller Mongoose. Um, didn't think that was ever going to get a shout out on the <laughs> on the movie or in the podcast, but okay. Um, so Pottermore, I had a mare. It's a it's a horse. It's uh, like I was like eh. better than an owl. Uh, well, that, think about it. The owl is a is a strong animal. Yeah, and that's like one of your house pets. Um, no. I said white owl. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. It's a very small light owl. Um, so I got a mare, and I wasn't happy with that. I think I'd go with a wolf, because mainly, like, I'm kind of a loner. I don't, I, I don't know. I would think a wolf, bear, but I was like, you know what? Oh, I don't know. Bear. You'd hibernate half the time. <laughs> You'd be sleeping. I like sleeping. Your, your Patronus would be asleep. <laughs> um, so, the mongoose and the wolf, a.k.a. the light owl and the mare. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't get how they picked it, but whatever. I'm not gonna, not gonna dispute one of my uh, Mount Rushmores of writers, J.K. Rowling, and her Pottermore algorithms. Do you think that this is going to be a success? Now we're going to get to the nitty gritty. Do you think that this is going to be a successful follow up to the Harry Potter universe? Yeah. 
I don't think it's going to be eight movies. No. Because of the source material? Well, they said five. J.K. came out and said that there's going to be five new movies. This being one of them. Um, I could see being a trilogy, like okay. I said. Um, definitely, I mean, the source material for Harry Potter, there were seven books. Mm-hmm. They made eight movies. Yep. You know, this is one book. Um, I can definitely see them, you know, continuing, but I just don't see it being eight movies. Yeah. Three, yes. And then two other spinoffs. Yeah, I think... I, yeah, yes, I think this is going to be successful because ha- anything Harry Potter is gold to me, honestly. Um, and I read that it was tracking for a $75 million opening weekend. It's pretty damn good. Oh, when is the movie coming out? Uh, November... Shit, I think November 18th. Okay, so as we're recording, we're... Two weeks out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just about. Two and a half. Yeah. Um, this is going to go up November 9th. So you do the math. It's usually about a week. I'll put it in the intro. Can't believe we didn't write down when it comes out. Uh, but you have this movie coming out, and it's going to spin off into four other movies. I think three is too much. I, um, I think two might be too much, honestly. I think this should just be... I think that if they're going to do movies, they should just focus on book by book. But I, I'm not going to be upset if they do another movie of it. And it's already tracking for a sequel, so I guess it's... They've left it off to the point that they can... Maybe the first half of the book is the first one. Second half is the second book, uh, movie. So that's fine with me. I think this is going to be very successful. And it's going to... We talked about it. It's going to bring in new fans. And it's going to keep old fans. I don't think they're going to... It would have been different if it if JK wasn't writing it. Right? And if David Yates wasn't doing it. If this wasn't attached to that Rawling kind of tree where she gets like... If Chris Columbus wasn't part of it, or David Yates, but if it was a, I don't know, a Josh Trank movie, oh. if he yeah, if he did it, we haven't said his name in a very long time. If, there's a reason why. If he did this movie, I think it, and it wasn't attached to J.K., I don't think it would be a success. Like, if someone was like, oh, I bought the rights to Fantastic Beasts somewhere to find them, I'm going to make a movie. Because Harry Potter is popular, and this movie came out, and it had Miles Teller in it as New Scamander. I wouldn't watch it. And I'm a Harry Potter head <laughs> to the fullest. My my blood bleeds magic. And I would not I would not see it personally. And that's no, not a and never mind. I I don't like Miles Teller, so I, that would be a reason why I wouldn't want to see it. So do you think this counts as a prequel or is this an a new existing story? I think it's a spin off. Okay. As you would call it. Okay. Um I don't see a prequel because it's as far as we know, there's no existing character that no one's alive. Yep. I mean, Dumbledore, yes. Yes. But, to me, it's a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? It's it's in the same way, kind of like... Um, Rogue gonna, One? The Rogue One... Is that a prequel or just a chapter story? I think it... It's not a chapter story. I think it's a prequel spinoff. Okay. Because, see, the problem with that is... It is an existing story. Yeah. And actually has existing characters. Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a prequel because it happens way before... Well, it comes before and after. So it might be a yeah. sequel prequel. So what, what, what would this be? Episode 1.5? Uh, no. 3. Because 5? it kind of comes before one... In the middle of one. Oof. 
Or no, that that would be episode... It would be 3.5, is what I'm thinking of, yeah. because it comes after Phantom Menace. Yeah. So 3.5. Wow. More like 3.75. 3.75? 3. Well, what's 3.5? Clone Wars? No, because 3, it's in... It, it doesn't take place before episode 4. Okay. It's in the middle of episode 4. So it would be 4.25. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Because three comes before four. Yeah. Okay, so you're going spinoff for this one. Yeah. I, I'm thinking spinoff as well because, like you said, there's no existing Harry Potter character. And if... I swear to God, if they name drop Harry Potter in this movie, it's going to be so frustrating because this is well before he was born. Yeah. It's well, like 70 years before he was even thought of. So if they bring him up... Like, James and Lily aren't alive. So if they might say, like, Maybe they'll say Potter, but maybe he's like his grandfather, like great-great-grandfather. Maybe he was a part of Gryffindor back in Because they never talked about his grandfather in any of the other ones. Yeah. Who knows, man? Maybe the... I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a a prequel. I don't, I'm, I'm counting it as a spinoff as well. So now now we're going to go into something that we've talked about a little bit. J.K. Rollins comes out and says, I'm going to make five more Harry Potter Universe movies. If you could pick a few few movies off off the top of your head, or if you wrote them down, what what would you like to see in the Harry Potter universe? I'd like to see a Dumbledore prequel. Okay. And maybe a modern American magic. Okay. So those two. Yeah. Okay. I would think Dumbledore prequel was one that I want to see too. I would like to see um, an older Harry Potter movie, like maybe like The Cursed Child turned into a movie where you do see. Um, Harry Potter and his son and Hermione's family and Hermione and Ron's family. Um, and you see more of the Malfoys and stuff like that. I think that'd be a good storyline. Um, this one was a dream because due to um, circumstances. It's not going to happen. But a Snape, like a Snape movie. Um, it's Snape prequel. But I wanted it to go up to, like, it kind of like starts with a young guy, goes to a middle character, and then Alan Rickman's in there. And I don't want it to be archive footage. You know what I mean? So I would have liked to see a Snape movie. However, I have a, a backup plan to get Snape back into the universe. And I'd like to see the Marauders. And you can have all all of those characters, the James and Lily Potters, Sirius Black, Peter Pettigrews, the Severus Snapes, those characters in there. And then finally, another one I'd really like to see. Well, there's a few more, but like I'd like to see the evolution of magic. Like I'd like to see more of those real, those stories that Harry has to read before going to Hogwarts. Beat like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I'd like to see them turned into movies, but I would really, really like to see a movie that takes place in Azkaban. Like a, a, a movie specifically based in a magical prison. Like where, at the time where Sirius Black is in there, and Bellatrix Lestrange, and having all them in there, I think that would be an extremely dark Harry, okay. po- Harry Potter-like movie. Like Arkham Asylum slap kind yeah, of... Yeah, Azkaban Asylum. I think that would be really cool. So, I'm, I'm really excited for this movie. It's something that I, I've been waiting for for five years as far as a, a new iteration for Harry Potter. So, this means a lot to me, so I was glad that we got to do an episode of it. Oh, I'm so pumped. Do you want to open the Geek Gallery? Sure. What, um, are, what are you geeking out about, Chuckles? Uh, I mean, it'll be passed by the time... This comes, but Halloween is two days away, mm-hmm. so kind of geeking out about that. Um, went on a 
kind of uh, Grim Philly tour last night. That was really cool. Learned about different histories, creepy stuff about Philly. Uh, going to go see Nightmare Before Christmas today. Going to do a Haunted Hayride tonight. Carve some pumpkins, paint some pumpkins tomorrow. Trick-or-treating on Monday, so kind of, you know, I'm geeking out by Halloween. So you're trick-or-treating alone on Monday and then with the family. Yeah, of course. Good good job. Good man. Um, let's see. What do I got today? Uh, I saw a new picture of Thor's costume. I read it. didn't see it. Pretty cool. I saw a picture of Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. It's all right. Um, and then we got the Punisher release date. Comes yes. out in 2000. Well, not well, just a year. Comes out in 2017, um, which I'm really stoked about. And this will probably this is going up five days um, after. But I went to Pittsburgh Comic Con, mm-hmm. and it was great. Um, I met Charlie Cox. So follow up to that a little more in the future. That's I mean that's pretty much. I'm happy with our TV shows. I haven't gone to the theater in a while. I've saw The Accountant. Haven't seen any movies since then. Um, oh, I can tell you what I'm geeking out about. Something I really like. Um, I've been watching The Exorcist. We've talked mm-hmm. about it. And if you're watching The Exorcist, and, and Jesus, probably three weeks later, but and you haven't seen episode five, turn turn off now. But and you're not going to watch it, right? No. They find they've confirmed that it's a sequel to the movie. And Gina Davis's character is Reagan from the first movie. And she changed her name because she didn't want to live with the the story of Reagan. And she changed her name to Angela. But as they're kind of exercising her daughter, one of her that's that's the whole thing, her daughter's possessed, right? But the demon wants Reagan. And she tells the priest who's exercising her daughter I the whole story, and like, I changed my name. I am Reagan. It's a huge twist. Huge twist. And then there's not like then like before they even showed that her like they said that her name was Reagan. A taxi pulls up and a character comes out of the taxi carrying a suitcase and has the hat on. And I'm like, I'm telling Chelsea, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, this is a this is a prequel. She's gonna or a sequel. That's Reagan. She's gonna Gina Davis is gonna be Reagan. And that's from the very first movie. I'm like, this is and then it knocked on the door and it's Reagan's mom. And it's like, I'm here to see my daughter. And I was like, yes! And that's how it ended. And they haven't put a new episode up until November 4th. So I'm really pumped about that. So that's what I'm geeking out about. Let's close the Geek Gallery. Slam those doors shut. We'll open it next week. Um, when we talk about... Um, talk about a type of character that we've already mentioned in this podcast. So there's an Easter egg for our next episode. I think that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm going to drop like little Easter eggs mm-hmm. off. Um, so listen closely and you'll, you'll know what episode 51 is going to be about, but I have to plug ourselves. Um, so let's, I'm going to get it right. I promise. I said that last time and I got it. I butchered it. So we are on Instagram at active underscore geek underscore productions. We are on Facebook at active geek. We are on Twitter as active geek with an underscore. We are on SoundCloud, the active geek podcast and iTunes, the active geek podcast. And we are also on Spreaker. And that goes up the same day as our SoundCloud and the same day as our iTunes. So if you subscribe to the Geek Culture Cast Network as well, because we are we are affiliated with them. We are on their channel. Um, and then if you have time between uh, Wednesday or if you don't, if you haven't listened to our episode or you've listened to our episode and you're waiting from Wednesday to Wednesday, 
they have three really great shows that you can you can check out. The Warp My Tardis, um, Legend of the Panel Podcast, or Microburst, which is only about five minutes. And if you really like the TV shows we watch, just check that out too. Um, and go over there and show them some love because they're part of us and we are part of them. Um, that's all. That's our plugs, right? Yeah. All right. Um, snap, snap. <laughs> Good to see you.